is Today's Special, a podcast from goodstuff.fm. We're celebrating a different food each day. I'm Kyle. And I'm Kenny. And today's special is Pie Day. 3.1459. Not that one, nope. actually. Nope. It's the actual pie, the food pie, the one you can eat. And pies that we know today, Kenny, are a recent addition to history. They are sweet, they can be savory, or they can be four for a dollar in your local grocer and filled with mostly air. That's a home, home run, run pie. pie day. Mm. We can include, <laughs> we can in fact include home run pies in pie day. I think that's fair. I'm going to get one today. Okay. Good idea. I've decided. I've decided in my head, going to get a chocolate home run pie. Sorry. Four chocolate home run pies <laughs> and have like six weeks of, of saturated fat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a, a full daily value of chocolate pudding in your system right away. That's right. Uh, so while pies are a recent addition to the history of food, pies actually go back as long as cooks had dough to bake with and filling to stuff it with, according to Everything Pies. Dot com where I got most of today's facts. So here's here's how this goes. At one time, everything baked in an oven was a pie. Medieval cooks wrapped meat with dough made from flour and water to preserve the meat juices and prevent the meat inside of it from burning. I've had meat juice. I've had orange juice. I've had carrot juice. I've had meat juice. Like a jus is what you're talking about. Almond juice. Okay, that's not... Mm, all right. <laughs> Not what I expected. You could put almonds, I guess, in a pie. You may want to make it with almond meal. But what, what we're looking at here is the crust of this medieval pie. And that is basically just a baking dish for these open, fired ovens. For hundreds of years, this served as the only form of baking container for cooking over a fire or in a wood-fired oven. Back then, they were called pies, P-Y-E-S. And instead instead of being a sweet dessert, they were mostly filled with meat like beef, lamb, wild duck, magpie pigeon, and with a bunch of uh, spices like pepper, currants, or dates. So they were kind of a a gamey, meaty, like you, you found the animal on the side of the road and you stuffed it in a pie. And that was dinner in medieval times. Mom, what's this called? Roadkill pie. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I did hit my. I did hit my cart with a a duck, a wild duck, in fact. And this, the wild and duck. It just kind of it came out of nowhere, and my horse just couldn't get out. Of, also, there's horse in this pie, and <laughs> it. I mean, the pigeon landed on the horse, and then the pigeon exploded, and I. This is just my my journey here to give you my pie. Uh, all of my all of my journey is inside of this pie. The cart broke down. Uh, we got to do something with the engine. Yeah. Also, uh, there's wood in it, unfortunately, because in medieval <laughs> times, splinter! it's. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's there's wood in there. It just chew through it. Power through, Kenny. Power through. <laughs> Uh, meat pies also became part of Roman dessert courses in a cheesecake-like dish. Can you imagine a cheesecake meat pie or a meat cheesecake pie? It it really is is kind of... We, we were talking 
uh, about chicken noodle soup and really how when one word comes before another one, it really impacts how dominant that particular flavor is. The cheesecake meat pie is one thing. The meat cheesecake pie is a complete other issue. I think the cheese meat cake pie. Now, <laughs> the cheese meat cake pie. Also, the I wild. Think just saying meat cake is is <laughs> really off putting. Completely. The issue at the same time is that cheesecake is already a thing, and you can't really have a cheesecake pie because that that then is like a a cheesecake wrapped in a dough, and then you just kind of shove a duck in there somewhere, and that's your <laughs> that's your cheesecake meat pie. Mm, 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 mm. Speaking of delectable dessert pies, uh, the pumpkin pie mm -hmm. was first recorded in a cookbook in 1675, and it was originally made with British spiced and boiled squash, but it was not popularized in America until the early 1800s. So it sat there for a good 125 years as a British dish, just as, as one that the people in America did not make for some reason. And then eventually we said, mm, no, we need to make that every Thanksgiving and Christmas and July. Right, and use pumpkins. And use pumpkins. I mean, it's called pumpkin pie. Why are you using squash? This doesn't make any sense at all. S squash pie. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like the sound of that either. Meat cake squash pie. All right. So let's look at some facts about pies. Uh, this is, again, according to everythingpies.com. They have outlined what they call the five laws of pies. While this may not be factually accurate or something that you would ever see on Wikipedia, I thought it was important for us to mention here. The first law of pies. It's almost like robotics. You know, you got it. In order for pies to exist, they must follow these five rules. Okay. First law of pies. Pies must have a pastry made from some sort of grain, wheat, rice, cracker, or cookie crumbs. No pastry, no pie. Okay, so if you try to do a crustless pie, try saying that five times fast, then you are breaking, you are breaking the first law of pies. That's right. Also, you can't, can't think of one. The, though. the second law of pies, you can't kill humans. I don't I'm not sure why. <laughs> Robotic pie. The second law of pies is that pies must be baked in an oven at some time of the process or pseudo bake like no bake pie custards, things like that. So the uh, graham crackery crusts pies are not fried, boiled or steamed, right? Baked or nothing. That's right like scallops well right baked scallop pie or uh, or, or nothing really <laughs> the third law of pies a pie shall be baked in some form of a dish metal ceramic or glass so gone kenny are the days of medieval times where the pie crust itself was the baking dish no nay you cannot do that anymore it must it requires a vessel so says the third law of pies, according to everythingpies.com. Hear ye, this, the fourth law of pies. <laughs> We're getting a lot more regal <laughs> as, as we move along. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye, the fourth law of pies, a pie in America must have a bottom crust of some sort of pastry. Which is related to the first law of pies. Which is exactly the same as the first law of pies. What? <laughs> Why is this... Eric, why pay no attention to the first law of pie. Only pay attention to the fourth law of pie. 
Charlie, why is this on here? Why? <laughs> why is, well, seriously, why is the fourth one the same as the first one? Who knows? Pies in America are different from pies everywhere else. Apparently, a pear is fine to put in a pie, Kenny. That's, that is the law number six of five. Apparently pie. And the fifth law of pie. A pie must have a pastry that comes up on the sides to contain its filling. A tart is a subset of a pie. If the sides are perpendicular, filled with custard, and topped with fruit, the pie is called a tart. But it's still pie? But it is still a subset of a pie. It is not technically a pie. You would not say a pie is a tart and a tort is a pie. Or a tort is a tart and a tart is a pie. But a, when a pie is a tart, the tart can't be a pie. What about a Pop-Tart? What, a Pop-Tart is not a pie. <laughs> what fruit is on top of a Pop-Tart? <clears throat> That's the sixth law of pie. Pop-Tarts are... <laughs> sixth law of pie is just Pop-Tarts. <laughs> That's right. That's it. It's pop. Just, just mm, mm. trademark. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you, what's your favorite pie? Okay, so I was I was totally like number one pie when I was a kid. Pumpkin pie was my favorite. Pumpkin pie with a dollop of whipped cream. That was the best thing about Thanksgiving. It was the best thing. Actually, the best thing of about the holidays, because that was, you know, the, like the staple of the holiday dessert. And let's say maybe just the best thing about life, really, when True. it comes down to it. Yeah. But as I've grown older... I have I have uh, uh, gained a, a huge appreciation for all fruit pies and especially apple pie, but most of all Marionberry pie. Marionberry is is I think uh, local to like the Oregon Valley or maybe Oregon as a whole. I don't know, um, but you can kind of only get it in Oregon, and it is it is one of the most glorious flavored pies of all time and i i will probably never nothing else is going to be able to top it for me i love mary and berry pie it is very very good very uh delectable sweet delicious kind of tart but um oh so oh so good mm -mm. yeah what's your favorite pie i'd love to hear from you you can get in touch with us at goodstuff.fm slash today's special or send us a message on anchor where you can tell us your favorite pie over there We'd love to hear from you. And we will see you for tomorrow's special. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast